I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to six, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. Today, we're going to be talking about managing our kids' screen time. But before I get started, I want to encourage you all to listen in on a couple of recent podcasts. Um, Many of you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know I've um, been working on writing a new book, and uh, it's going to be published by Zondervan next year, Um, but I just turned in the manuscript for that. I had to really pour my heart and soul into that and my attention into that, Um, but now that I've turned that in, I've been focusing on... um, on publishing two podcasts a week with um, just full of great content that I think you will absolutely love. So one podcast that I publish every week is a new series that I'm doing called The Homeschool Life, where I take one frequently asked question and dive into giving a thorough answer in about 15 to 25 minutes. And the first in that series is called When Life Gets Messy. So we, we've we all experienced it, and some of us are currently experiencing uh, just some messiness in our lives. Um, how do we reconcile that with living um, the homeschool life? Are we shortchanging our kids because things feel messy or possibly might the messiness of life actually um, have the potential to give our kids a better education. So I talk about that in that podcast. The next in the series is called The Priceless Gift of Childhood. It's a valuable gift that only you can give your kids. And I talk about why. Last week, I shared the third in a series called Am I Qualified? It's a very common concern, and I spend some time dispelling this myth so that you can homeschool with more confidence. So the homeschool life is published once a week, and then I have another um, episode that is published every week that's a bit longer, but I typically have a great conversation with a guest like we're doing today who is an expert in their field and someone who can bring valuable tools to help you in your family life and in your homeschool life. So, you know, I don't know everything about everything. I've been homeschooling a long time. I've been a mom a long time, but I don't know everything. But I know a good resource when I see it or I run across it and I try to share those with you. Lastly, I want to encourage you to subscribe to my blog. So if you haven't done that yet, you um, you don't want to miss any of the most recent posts or podcasts. And this is a great way to make sure that happens. Um, If you do that right now, you're actually going to receive a link to listen to the audio version of The Unhurried Homeschooler for free. So head over to DorendaWilson.com and grab that today. I would love for you to leave a review uh, for the podcast from whatever platform you're listening from. Maybe it's uh, iTunes, Overcast, um, Spotify, wherever you're listening from. If you would just take a minute to write just a sentence or two, if you can, I would greatly appreciate it because the more reviews a podcast has, the more it gets shown um, to more moms. And really, that's actually the point of all of this is that as many moms as possible would be encouraged. Okay, so now is what you've all been waiting for. Let's talk about managing our kids' screen time. So this is one of those 
frequently asked questions or concerns, and it's a challenging one for sure. And again, I I, want to reiterate that I don't know everything about everything and certainly not – I'm not an expert in this area. I have uh, sort of uh, stumbled along at times, and so I'm I'm – I, I think it's a challenge for every mom, um, you know, partly because every family is different and every kid is different, but also because technology changes very quickly. And it seems like we have to always be ready to navigate uncharted territory. So today I have a special guest who is going to help us um walk through this conversation and hopefully help us moms have a better vision for what's best for our kids. Um, Today, the expert that I have with me is Leah Neiman. She is a wife and mom to two homeschool graduates. She's a popular speaker who encourages parents to walk with their kids through the world of social media and technology. So we raise a generation of digitally responsible young adults. You can find her eBooks. Um, they're titled Connected, um, Apps All Parents Should Know, and Quick Guide to Parental Controls for uh, Kindle, and uh, Connected, A Parent's Guide to Snapchat, as well as Tips on Technology and Social Media. You can find those at leahneeman.com. Welcome, Leah. You've been so patient waiting for my through my whole introduction. <laughs> oh, no, no. I loved learning about um, all your podcasts. And yeah, so I was just sitting here taking it all in. <laughs> well, we are really glad that you're here with us today because I'm telling you, I hear from moms all the time and I always actually get a little bit nervous about answering their questions because I don't feel qualified necessarily. I feel like a lot of the time I sort of limped along and really just did the best I could. I was fairly strict, I would say. You know, it's so hard to know what to compare it to. But I just, I I think the main thing was I just kept asking the Lord, what? How do I do this? You know, because... um, you know, I think I can safely say I'm not the only mom out there who's found it uh, incredibly frustrating. But for the first several years of homeschooling, um, our family, the internet actually didn't exist. I know I'm aging myself here, uh, but life was much simpler. Um, but about the time our oldest was nine years old, uh, we got a desktop computer. But even then, uh, we just weren't used to computers, so our kids really didn't do anything on them. And then, of course, over the years, that changed. We also have five boys um, out of our eight kids, five are boys who were very interested in video games, and I just tried to, you know, emphasize the importance of real life and relationships over screen time over those those years, Um, but it was really frustrating sometimes. And Um, You know, I think we want our kids to be able to manage it themselves, and we need to be the ones that teach it to them, but it seems to be a frustrating process without having some idea of what healthy boundaries are. And so my hope today is that you can help us navigate what's healthy and what's not so we can, you know, just walk more confidently, um, but also lovingly alongside of our kids through this process. So I am ready for you to just unload all kinds of wisdom on us. <laughs> oh, yes. It, you, when you talk about your years of homeschooling, mine were very much the same way. We did have a computer in our home, but when I speak, I share a picture and it's like a mom in front of like a desktop computer and mm-hmm. there's a filing cabinet. You know, mm-hmm. remember the days where we would print yes. the online lessons? And so the computer was 
more used by the parents in the home and the kids were always excited when you'd like put the disc in between, you know, like Peter (laughs) Rabbit play school or whatever um, in there, you know, and you'd set the timer for like 30 minutes or whatever it was, you know? So yeah, um, I remember those days. And, And the sad part about those days is that, yeah, it was so new. There was no rule book. Like we didn't get advice on this from our parents because that it wasn't around. Technology wasn't around. So, so we were kind of stumbling through trying to figure out like what boundaries were, where do you put them? And there was a lot of arguing, right? Do you remember that? There was like, it was almost like in some circles, like a taboo subject. So you would kind of like try to find a friend who you were close to and be like, Hey, like we're dealing with this. It's like, you're kind of like (laughs) whispering in a corner. Like when you're, when you had this behavior that you needed to deal with, um, it, it was kind of, it was a stressful part of parenting. I would say at that time. Definitely. Um, and so we all kind of stumbled through, I think, um, in our own different ways. <laughs> right, right. And I remember telling my husband, he would he would talk about getting, you know, a video, you know, I don't know, they didn't have Xbox then, but whatever it was, <laughs> I don't even remember the names of it. But I'd be like, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Let's wait as long as we can. And then one day we were at a yard sale and he found just like this whole system and it was such a good deal. And it came with a whole bunch of games. Of course, some of them were cruddy games and we threw those out. But right. basically we wrapped that up and gave it to the boys for Christmas. It was like, it was such a find. And um, so it was really I I distinctly remember that was sort of a defining moment for our family because now all of a sudden I had to navigate this with the kids because, you know, my husband's not going to be doing it. I'm going to be doing it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I remember remember when my son wanted to play Roblox. So that was like, you know, that was the big, that was before Minecraft came out. And um, I remember saying, okay, well, if you're going to play online, I need to sit down and like go see what's happening in these online rooms and he was eight at the time and we decided okay you need to be a little bigger because like the language and things like that I just knew that he wasn't ready for that yet but yeah it was a lot of the responsibility if you were a homeschool mom was on you to navigate that because you know yeah my husband works like you know right exactly overtime so he was at work you know five days a week plus you know a lot of Saturdays and so we were making a lot of those decisions and you know but it was sitting down with my son and saying you know, okay, well, let's look at this together and right. trying to figure out like, you know, how we're playing this game. And <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so. we had, you know, like our oldest boy, he's actually a, a software engineer and now, um, so he was definitely loved. He just loved the more the, you know, the mechanics of everything and watching how things worked and, you know, eventually got into the coding and all of that. But, um, he was, a he was a trustworthy kid. And so I could, um, and he was old enough at this point that I could kind of just say, here's a game. The boys are saying they want to play. Tell me if it's okay or not. And, and I could trust him to do that and to tell me if it was okay or not. But the thing we ran into was, you know, so each of them maybe got a half an hour of uh, time playing the video games, but every other boy sat there and watched the other ones play. So now you're starting to add up 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. Right. Okay, so how do I draw the line there, you know? Right, right, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just, uh, if, I know I, we're, we're speaking to, to, to moms right now, and they're, they're often frustrated. I, I, I get, uh, it's interesting because when I get questions from moms, it's so hard to gauge what their mental, um, 
perspective is on um, technology because most of them now have grown up with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're not really understanding or knowing how do we navigate this with our kids. You know, like they, they, you know, there's some parents who will just hand their child an iPad whenever they get, you know, Uh, cranky or irritated, you know, if they're three years old or four years old and other parents are like, no, 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 you can't do that, you know? And so, uh, so yeah, so talk with us a little bit, maybe start, I don't know if you can, I know you have a whole talk that you do on this. And I think we kind of previously before we, um, before we got on here, we, we've kind of emailed back and forth and talked about talking about, uh, Taming the Tech Monster, I think that is mm-hmm. one of your talks. So mm-hmm. maybe you could kind of t- talk us through that or walk through that with us. Yeah, so I think I, I think one thing we need to talk about is, you know, a lot of times when we get into these murky waters with our families, it's because we haven't even thought about what are, what are our family's goals for digital media? Like, mm-hmm. where do we want the end goal? And mm-hmm you know, what's our approach? So we, we have a, a parenting approach to pretty much everything when it comes to our kids, right? We know how we feel right. about their education. We know how we feel about like activities, you know, do we want them active in sports? Do, is, is music and theater and art, is that something that's really important to us? We, we have all these thoughts about um, how we want to approach our parenting life. And when it comes to digital media, and technology, which is such a huge aspect of of society in our life, we don't we don't even approach that, right? So right, we, right. We're always parenting from this negative place because mm-hmm. what happens is it, it comes into our lives because it touches every aspect of our life from how we're shopping and 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 you're right, like a, a child gets cranky, do we hand them? an iPad to pacify themselves? Or do we say, no, no, no? Are we in agreement about how we handle that? Um, have we set up those parameters and do other family members understand that, right? So when we go to grandma right. and grandpa's house, do they know? Do they know what, right. our, what right. our thoughts are on that? And so we don't really have this plan for it. And so now we're always arguing to become friction points. Right. And now right. we're always having to deal with it when the situation arises. And because now all of a sudden technology becomes this negative thing and it's right. like really this negative beast in our life. And so as parents, we're like, oh, I hate technology. Well, yeah, I would hate it too. If every time it arose in my house, it was because we have a situation. It's like this fire that we have to put out. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I hear what you're saying. It's like negative emotions are, we equate negative emotions with it. Yeah. And, um, and yet we're, you know, that, that old quote that says, when we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And what I'm hearing you say is we have to take technology and treat it like any other area of parenting with our kids where we say, uh, well, especially, um, I think, first of all, in our marriage, you know, that can be causing, all, that can be cause a lot of, you know, distress, even in that relationship, if we're not on the same page. So I love the idea of doing something Thinking, considering your approach, um, just like you would, um, you know, we often, I talk with parents about um, having a mission statement for their um, homeschooling, you know, Um, and it doesn't have to be long and drawn out and detailed, but it does need to have, you know, like the really important things um, that they can always be holding up 
when they're when they're when options are uh, presented to them, they can hold them up to that mission statement. And I think it sounds like you're kind of encouraging the same kind of thing with technology. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, if you think about it, like our kids, they pick up on that. Mm -hmm. So what happens is over time, you know, your kids get to be a little older. They get to be like, you know, eight, 10, 11, all of a sudden they stop talking to you about technology and parents, they kind of wonder like, well, why doesn't my child share with me when they see something pornographic online? Or why don't they share with me that all their friends are on this app that, I really don't want my kids on. Well, it's because every time there's been a technology conversation mm-hmm. in the home, it's su- it's such a divisive thing. Kids don't want to talk about it because they don't want to cause friction in the home. They right, right, right. So, so if you start right off the bat with some sort of digital media agreement or digital media approach, parenting approach, you can really hack, hack it off right at the knees mm-hmm. and begin to approach technology as a positive um, overall conversation in your home. So you begin to have um, conversations with your kids that are positive, and then they begin to come to you with questions about technology, not because you understand the games they play or whatever, but because it's a, it's an approachable thing. Um, and so you sit down with them and play their games. Say, hey, show me how show me how you play Minecraft or, hey, you know, what's important to you? Do you do you like to take photos? Why do you like to take photos? Show me how you use that app. So they're now coming to you and you're working with your kids instead of working against. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. So, so that's the one thing I tell parents to really like get that lined up and then begin to look at technology as is it passive or is it, is it active? So when you're sitting in like, let me give you an example. So YouTube and watching movies, that's an act, that's inactive. It's just mm-hmm. passive. You're just watching it. Right. But if you're, a lot of apps are active and engaging. So if you're doing something like you're taking a photo and you're editing it, you're doing something creative and you're also doing something that causes you to like engage with the technology and you're doing something active. So when you're talking about how much time am I spending on technology or spending with something digital, you want to lean more towards something that's active and mm-hmm. not passive sitting there. Yes. Yes. That makes perfect sense. I always, um, I, I think another term that I really like is being a consumer or a producer. Exactly. You know, are you producing something? Are you being creative? Um, because you can do that with your phone, with your computer. But um, it's, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is developing a mindset that is intentional um, in ourselves, but also in our kids, um, helping them do that as well. You know, am I producing something with this? And I can give you a really great example of this. Um, we recently added, um, a 17 year old young man to our family, which I did not see coming. Um, that's a story for another podcast, but it's a great God story, but, um, he's been with us for about seven weeks, but he was in something akin to a foster care system, not actually the foster care system, but he's basically sort of been self-parenting for the last several years. And so his place where he could escape was the phone, the computer. Mm -hmm. That was his only safe place, believe it or not. That was Mm -hmm. the only place that he could go where he had anything to say about anything. And so I found that very interesting because I had to like 
make sure that I had that conversation with him fairly early on because he was on there so much to start with. And I mean, he's really, it's, it's improving dramatically um, over the, over the weeks, but especially the last few weeks. But the bottom line is um, I did, I had to have that conversation. I said, so what is it, you know, what is it about the phone? And he actually was able to tell me, you know, to verbalize to me this this feeling that he had about about phones and he and he loves politics and he loves making videos so one of our goals that we set um early on was you know you can have because i'm homeschooling him you can have this free time in the afternoon and i know that you're going to want to spend it on the things you love and that has to do with the computer and you know uh tiktok videos and things like that um so can you focus on being a producer and not just a consumer? And so we had that conversation. So that's been a very um, relevant topic for me and, and a reality for me recently. But it's, I still like it's, it's still got negative feelings associated with it. So I love this idea of, of just starting, just starting fresh. And especially for those who have young ones still at home and you can really start to develop this and, and start in a good spot. So, um, I love that. Yeah. And really that whole approach, it forces you as a parent to sit down with your kids because when they're young and they're doing something active, you really have to kind of help them through that. Right, right. So the more passive or inactive things are things like putting them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that is the more, that's the things that they're more likely to be at risk for. Right. You know, seeing things that you don't want them to see. So when you do the more active things with a child that's young, you're putting them on an app, maybe where they're, you know, learning ABCs or they're learning colors or things like that. So you're, it's encouraging you as a parent to really sit down and engage with them, which is what they need. They need, right. they need you to be part of that educational process. Right. Right. Process, they, they don't, they're not really learning from just that, you know, 2D effect. They need someone to be involved in the process. And mm. so you're really understanding that and understanding, okay, it needs to be active it encourages you at that young age to be part of the process. So keeping that in your mind is sure. kind of a good gut check for you as a parent. Right. Um, and we really tend to see those behaviors in kids where they're having meltdowns over, you know, the screen and things like that. When they when they get into those negative habits of just using the screen as as a babysitter, right? Um, and and pacifying themselves, it really sets them up for some really you know, bad habits down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so again, having that overall approach and understanding the difference between um, the types of media, you know, are you being active and are you being, yes, a content producer? Or are you being just right, right. Know, watching it? Right. Um, and I so, love what you said about the early years, because I think that's, um, I was, you know, obviously I'm talking about a high schooler, but, you know, I love what you said about the early years and just um, part of, part of, um, having our kids on doing anything with screens is is us being engaged mm-hmm. in that as well. I think that's that changes. That's it's a game changer because now you've got relationship happening while you're doing this thing together, and um, and that can actually be very beneficial. It, oh, it is. And the really neat thing about a lot of the apps um, or different programs that you can use is. Because it's digital, 
your kids can, you know, have this relationship with you, but you can think about extending it to family. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of really cool apps and games that they can play with cousins far away. So you're like helping build those family relationships, grandma and grandpa. So think about using your technology in ways like that to help build those right. family relationships. Maybe they have a friend that moves away um, and they can continue to play, you know, an app or a game or, you know, if, if they're old enough to like create videos, they can create videos with that friend. So there's so many ways that they can be active with the, the media that they're using um, right. to include other people. And when, when they do that, um, you're building relationship and, ex, you know, helping to extend and bring in more people into their community. Exactly. Um, yeah. That, that mindlessly flipping through you know, yeah. social media, like, 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 like with people that they don't right. Really know. Right. And I think also, you know, when they're interacting with people, then again, you've got relationship going on there. And I think, um, that is, that's key because anytime there's a relationship involved, you have to be thinking about someone else besides yourself because we can become very self-consumed when we're not interacting, truly interacting with anyone, um, whether that's online or in real life. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that playing games together because uh, my daughter was here with her husband and three kids and she was saying that um, her husband um, and several of our sons are getting together this afternoon online. And I mean, one's in Australia, one's in Washington State. Um, one is here in North Carolina, and they're all getting together to play videos together. And mm-hmm. so I <laughs> play games together and just talk and, you know, like, it, so in, in that respect, it, it's such an awesome um, opportunity to stay connected, you know, where in the past, you know, you had to pick up the phone and call someone if you wanted to actually talk to them. And now they can share a fun activity together and be across the world. And um, that's just so amazing. And so I love um, the way you're highlighting some of the, the positives um, that are, you know, part of this new life we have with all this technology. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we were um, when we were raising our kids, you know, we had some kind of like core friends, and um, we, you know, did activities with them every now and then. And they were, you know, came to we had homeschool graduation for our kids and things like that. And I never really um, realized when my kids went off to college, there were a few times where you know they, you know, just hit um, hit maybe a rough patch or they had a question or were struggling with something and they would reach out to, to our friends, you know, like, Oh, this person maybe does this, has this experience or this person could help me answer this question. And, you know, when my kids were growing up, I never really realized the importance of our friends, the value, Mm -hmm. that that value that they added um, to our kids' lives. And And now looking back, I'm like, wow, I am so glad that our friends, um, number one, are so generous that they just poured into our kids' lives, but, mm-hmm. but that we kept those relationships, you know, like down the road. It's kind of something like looking back on, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize that we were cultivating that all along. Right, right. And so, you know, now with technology, I'm like, oh, it's so neat that because I, I have, my, my family lives six hours from where we live now, mm-hmm. but 
you know, the potential for what that can look like to my granddaughter who lives, Mm -hmm. you know, six hours away Mm -hmm. with people and how they can breathe into her life growing up because because technology can bridge that gap in an even deeper way um, than my kids. So I just think that that's such a... I lost you there. You still there? Me? Hello. Oh, okay. I think we we cut out there for just a second. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Can you talk a little bit so we can make sure we're still connected here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. So uh, go back to the bridge part. (laughs) Okay. We probably missed about 10 seconds there. Okay. So we can use those aspects of technology to bridge the gap between those relationships in an even more powerful way. And it's just thinking um, beforehand how we want to use technology to do that. Right, right. It comes, it's back down to being intentional again. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, the thing that's interesting is it's just really just ties right into this message that I'm constantly bringing back to moms and also that God is constantly bringing to me. And that is just that unhurried, um, just that unhurried mentality that we that lends itself to being intentional in every area of our lives. So let's take the time. It's worth it to take the time to hit the pause button and to just really think through, you know, what do we really want out of this? And Lord, how do we use this for our particular family's best benefit? You know, um, how can we, you know, give us wisdom? as we navigate this and help us because God is so good at like taking this thing that can be used for so much negativity and turning it into something good. And, and he can do that with anything. Like he knew technology and all of this, this digital life would be the life that we're living right now. And um, that did not escape him. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. so, yeah. So if, so my point is, you know, if we are hurried, rushed, overscheduled, busy all the time, we are not going to be intentional in um, in many areas of our life. And specifically in this one that has the potential to cause so much damage, you know, um, if we're not careful and we, when we aren't intentional. You know, last week I had uh, Sam Black on the podcast talking about um, protecting our kids from pornography because, again, that's, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. And he just did just a beautiful job of um, just... Uh, helping us navigate it in a way that isn't weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) and again, isn't negative, but rather a positive and intentional approach. So I love that this is sort of like just lining right up with that. Um, That consistency is really just something only, you know, only God can do. So um, yeah, Yeah. so great. Great. Okay. So um, Gosh, is there more in your talk that you want to share? I just, I love what you've shared so far, but. Yeah, so I think, you know, as your kids get older, um, teach them how to, to number one, curate sources of information mm-hmm. and things that they want to do um, and teach them how to 
block out distractions. That's a Mm -hmm. really big thing. So um, one tool that I use that I really love is freedom. Um, It's it's a blocker for like when you're working online, it will block out anything. So for instance, when I'm writing, um, I have to actually use the internet because. Oh, I lost you again. Are you there? Hang in there, moms. She'll be back. I'm sure. Give us just another minute or two. (laughs) I could sing to you, but I don't think you want me to do that. Okay. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Just drop it out there for again. So, okay. So I'm just going to back up just a a little bit here because you use the word curate. Um, What does that mean? So it means selecting sources that you specifically want to use as opposed to just the internet blasting everything at you. Okay. Um, So for instance, when I get up in the morning, um, and I want to keep up to date on tech news. Mm-hmm. I could easily be overwhelmed. We're living in the information world now. Right, right. So in our kids, especially those that are techie kids, they can get so easily overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So how do we prevent that from happening? How do we prevent that for us? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our screen time, we could be in front of a screen forever just looking for a, a recipe for dinner. Right. You know? So how do we kind of curate sources of information um, so that we can get what we need and get on with our day. Right. And that's really helpful for our students just as they're doing any project. Mm-hmm. How can we help them find information um, but not be so overwhelmed with all the information that they have so much they can't do what they need to do. Right. So I'm thinking that if you could share um, after we get off, we finish recording, if you can send me um, a link or something that would, um, or any, any of those resources, uh, you mentioned freedom. Mm-hmm. So to help block out distractions, um, uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a okay. link for that. Okay. Um, so teach your kids to start doing that. You know, I would say definitely by the time they're in junior high. Okay. Because it's going to be a real struggle for them when they get to high school mm-hmm. and college. Right. That makes so much sense. Um, so you mentioned freedom. Did I lose you again? No. I, yeah, okay. I, like you're coming in and out a little bit. I know. I'm oh, sorry. I'm struggling. Oh, I know. I don't know if it's, if it's my internet or what it is. But um, anyway, so go ahead. Keep, keep going. Yeah, so freedom is probably my favorite one um, to, to do that with. And, um, and then, yeah, just help, help teach kids to just be cognizant of the time that they're spending huh. online and, you know, where they're spending it. Yeah, and, and is there a way for them to help um, increase their awareness of that? I know on my phone now it's giving me, it gives me my weekly screen time and it breaks down where I'm spending it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there an app or something like that um, on for a computer that's, or even uh, phones, or do you know anything um, like that? So both your phones and your computers will do that just through the parental controls. Okay. And so that's a good, so that is a really good family activity. Mm -hmm. So don't make it just about the kids, make it about the family. Right. So, hey, like we're going to keep tabs on what we're all doing and 
be accountable as a family. And that was one thing that I think that we did with our kids. I let my kids tell me like, hey, mom, like, you know, I know you're working, but we miss you. Like you're Mm -hmm. in front of a screen a lot. And because I think when we're real with our kids that like the struggle is for everyone, that's why we're, we want you to learn to be accountable. Right. Then they are very open to you saying to them like, hey, wow, like the parental controls is showing that you spent, you know, 13 hours on Instagram. Right. Like this week, that's, we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So setting the example and it's starting with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so powerful. good. I agree. And I think that, uh, again, back to the thing you said at the very beginning, one of the reasons it's so negative is because we struggle with it ourselves. We don't feel like we have the answers because, you know, it's it's a it's an ongoing battle. Um, I'm I'm constantly trying to just be aware of, you know, when I'm picking up my phone and how often I'm picking up my phone. And, um, it's just so easy to, to grab that thing when you're, when you're, um, just bored or stressed or whatever. Um, one of the things that I like to do is, um, especially if, if I'm, if homeschooling is requiring, um, a fair amount for me in the mornings, I just, put it on airplane mode or I put it in another room and turn off notifications for everything except the phone. Cause I know right. if there's an emergency, someone will actually call me. And, um, so just adapting it to what I need for, um, in order to engage with my kids when it comes to homeschooling, because I know how, uh, how tempting it can be and how, what a time sucker it can be. And, and honestly, our kids, especially, I know a lot of the moms homeschool, we all homeschool differently, but most of us get the bulk of what we're doing done in the mornings. And so if we're focused during that time and we're super intentional during that time, I think it's, it really, it's a a stress reliever to just know that you're focusing where you need to be. And so um, that's, that's just worked really well for us back in the day before the phones, before the computers, I would turn on my answering machine for my telephone mm-hmm. so that I didn't even answer the phone. People would have to leave a message. Right. <laughs> right. And in this digital age, like we, we feel bad about that and we shouldn't, no, you know, no, and so we, we have not. to really gut check our, our feelings on that both going both ways. Right. So when we call someone, we, or text someone, we can't be sitting there like, well, it's been five minutes and they haven't got back to me. We really have to gut check our expectations, both for ourselves and for others and really lead that example for our kids. And I mean, if you think about it, that's a whole relationship thing that we need to talk to our kids about too. It is. Um, Because when, when they begin to, to begin to form relationships with others, um, that causes lots of issues. And we live in this world where we expect to hear back from someone Mm -hmm. so often. So putting those boundaries up and them seeing those, like you said, from the very early age, from them seeing a mom put that phone down um, in another room so they can focus on homeschooling is such a healthy example um, on all air for so many reasons. Exactly. And just being willing to put the phone down, like when my child comes up and starts talking to me, if I happen to be on my phone, just yeah. to put it down and to give them that eye contact. And um, and again, you know, like you said before, it comes down to modeling it for our kids and making it not just about them, but about us too. And when they see us making an effort, 
that's the most valuable thing we can give them because, um, you know, just the fact that we're trying, I think, really speaks volumes to them. And they see us continuing to try. We don't give up. We don't stop. You know, we just keep um, going back to being intentional. And um, I know just with so many different areas of um you know, when it came to raising our kids, seven of them are adults now. And, um, you know, some of the feedback I get from them is really funny because they think I was really consistent about some things that I know I struggled with being consistent with. But because they saw me continuing to go back and do the right thing over and over and over again, in their minds, I was consistent. And so I just find that so fascinating. And I think this is the same. It's the same with this, you know, God is so gracious and he knows our hearts. And when we just continue to try to walk in obedience to what we feel like he's calling us to do, then um, he just pours his grace over it. And so um, I'm hoping moms will walk away from this feeling kind of more like a burden has been lifted and that there's been clarity um, when it comes to um, technology, but uh, I'm not sure. Did you have more that you wanted to share, or um, this was already uh, so great and so full? Yeah, I think I've really unloaded a lot, probably, or yeah. hopefully helpful. I mean, I hope it's been helpful. And, you know, the one thing I, I'd probably like to end on is just, you know, when you do have to have those conversations with your child, so whether it be about like, wow, you're really on Instagram for like a lot of time, or hey, we need to talk about what you posted. Um, Don't approach those conversations um, with fear or anger, because sometimes it's anger, but but approach them as, hey, this is is an opportunity to see what's going on in the heart of my child. Right, right. And to really address whatever's going on, because I found a lot of times... um, there, those are windows to open up and find something that we didn't even know right, um, right. was happening. So right. for instance, if it's t- a lot of time that's being spent on Instagram, you, you may not know that there's something that your child's struggling with. Maybe something happened that they're really upset mm-hmm. about. Um, sometimes if it's something that they've posted, there's a whole other um, underworld of happenings with the, with their friend group that you don't know about. And sometimes finding out the, that stuff, um, it, it's kind of, you wouldn't have known if that didn't happen. So, right. you know, if you can take that like deep cleansing breath or, or you know, uh, shut yourself in your room for an hour and come back to the conversation or whatever. Um, but I, I think sometimes because it's happening on social media, these things happen on social media, we kind of like take it more, I don't know, personally or mm-hmm. what, whatever that struggle is. But if you can really just say, wow, like, thank you, Lord, for showing me that there's something I need to talk to my child about. Right, right, right. And then exactly. the conversation, um, that some of the best conversations I've had um, with my kids have been around things that we've had to address over mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so if you just kind of give yourself that moment to breathe and kind of focus and pray before you address that. Right, right. I love that. And I, I always love that um, 
relationship quote, um, seek to understand before being understood. So often we want to remind them of the boundaries, remind them of, you know, do you not understand? We've already talked about this, blah, blah, blah. But instead to say, you know, maybe approach it like, like you're, you're saying, take some time to think about how you're going to approach it. And, 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 with the intention of wanting to have a better understanding. And, and this is one of the conversations we've had with, um, with our kids where I've just said, you know, you know, we've, we've set this boundary. You've, you know, you're, you're definitely going over that boundary. Help me understand what, what happened Mm -hmm. and give them the opportunity to explain themselves. I'm not saying to make excuses, (laughs) but at the same time, like you said, there's, there's more, there's usually more to it than just they overstepped the boundaries. They, they went outside the boundaries, you know, there's, there's something going on. And, um, and sometimes, you know, in my kid, my kids have been actually pretty good about this where, um, because when there's an openness in the relationship and they feel safe to do this, a lot of times, um, especially if you've been doing this for a while and they know that it's okay, they'll say to the, my kids would say to me, um, I was just being a twit. I knew I was, I shouldn't have done that, you know? And so, you know, just to have the freedom to do that and you can laugh about that and say, okay, well, can you not be a twit next week? You know, or whatever, you know? (laughs) So so it can, it really can land in a really positive place. And uh, so I love that. That's so good. Well, um, I am excited because Leah has offered um, a few freebies uh, moms that she thought you would want to know about. Um, she has one called Tech Talk for Parents Conversation Cards. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is, Leah? Yeah, so they're cards and they have a question on them um, to ask your kids. So I, you can print them, you can put them on an O-ring or just put them in a little box. And they're just meant to encourage conversation around technology. I love it. And proactive just from dinner. Okay, it happened again. So you said you talk about it around the dinner table. Yeah, talk about the table or while you're cooking or in the car. Um, but just conversation positive. Sure, sure. That's great. That's great. And then you have five great search engines for kids. So we're going to include the links for both of those um, in the podcast notes, along with maybe um, some of uh, maybe some game suggestions that um, you had talked about sharing with, you know, others who are long distance, um, maybe for just that middle, middle age, I want to say, you know, from maybe eight to 12 or something yeah. like that, or eight to 16. Sure. And then, um, and then uh, a link for that uh, freedom, yeah. the, the instruction, that would be so great. And then I'll include all of uh, the different ways that moms can connect with you as well. Cause I know you have a podcast and um, you've got some great um, information on technology uh, there as well. Yep. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank Um, you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Let's uh, go ahead and close in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for wisdom that's been shared. We thank you for the tools that you have graciously given us today uh, to walk intentionally with our kids. God, um, we love our kids. We want what's best for them, but we know that you uh, love them even more than we do. And so we just thank you that you give us everything we need. You equip 
equip us to do what you put in front of us to do. So this whole uh, life that is uh, kind of filled with technology, Lord, we thank you that uh, there is a way to navigate it um, so that it actually brings good to our families and you can use it to um, actually enhance relationships and bring mentorship and just um, more value into our lives. We thank you that you are a good God. We thank you for loving us and um, for all that you provide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 